Finally. That's what she's saying. Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Radvanoski, and you are listening to the CBH Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry. Oh, boy. It's almost afternoon here. I'm late. I am late. Oh, I slept in. You know, we had a show last night. We had our we had a rehearsal last night. Went late. And um, I couldn't shut my brain off. Man, it's just, it happens. It happens. It happens to me. Maybe it happens to you. Uh, you know, I've got these tricks. I've got tricks to, to turn my mind off at night. Um, I, I have worked hard to try and, and get a hold of this uh, to where I just start running things in my head, uh, going through things, stresses, and I just, like if I, if I put the light on and start to read, I'm falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. If I'm reading where I'm not, where my brain's not actively working on other things, if I'm just reading in bed, I start to doze. I just start to doze, and the second I put the iPad down and turn off the light, it's like it's like my eyes just open back wide. And um, this is this has plagued me most of my adult life, and I do have these little tricks to to help. And so, the major one, and I've talked about it before, the major one is to write it down. Whatever it is that's that's cycling in your head, just write it down, and your brain will will relax in the knowledge that you'll see it in the morning and continue your stress. <laughs> and for the most part, that works. Um, that has been really a big savior for me in that. Um, write, you know, write down the problem, whatever it is, it, it, or it's an idea or just something that you just keep going over and over and over again. Uh, normally, if I just write it down, it's the end of it. Um, that did not work last night, and I just kept going. And it's not like some major stress in my life, but there's there's things going on. A lot of moving parts to um, holidays and and travel and and um, family and work and all you know, just like the usual misbalance of life. And um, and it's not that it's not going well; it's going fine. But still, you just can't help but to just keep running your brain. I thought stress was supposed to get better as you get older. Why is it getting worse? <laughs> I realize, you know. Uh, the nature of my work and and travel and life can can uh, is just going to lend itself to being a bit more stressful than than the average person, but not not much more, right? Shouldn't be much more. <clears throat> There's plenty of things that I don't have to worry about that that uh, most people do. Just couldn't shut it off last night, and, and then the hours start ticking by, and you you try 15 different things, even quit, just get up, you know, just like okay, well, I guess I need to be up. My my brain is telling me to be up, so I'll be up. Just Giving into it in a way. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. It was three o'clock or three thirty by the time I finally drifted off, and and so I'm late this morning. I don't think I've ever gotten a podcast out this late. Oh, apologies, but um, we're here now. It's just a, it's a, it's a, a, a funny thing, and I know it's happening. I can, I can smell it when it's happening, and it's, it's depressing in a way. I find the nighttime by myself depressing. You know, just like. The world is shut off. Um, I, you know, I'm a stock market guy, and and when <laughs> as soon as the closing bell hits, I get sad. I go, oh, trading day is over. <laughs> or on the weekend, you know, I'm like, come on, let's get back to it. 
I like to watch the money. I really do think that um, I could, if I wasn't singing, I could probably uh, be a full-time investor. Uh, it's it's something that I that that is primarily self-taught. Although self-taught means I read other people's books, uh, and and just um, fifteen years of mistakes. <laughs> My first brokerage account I ever opened, I put $5,000 in it, and two months later, there was like $5 in it. Because <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, and you're moving money around, and really, that's just the big mistake, is trying to guess the market. That's the huge mistake. But um, uh, Yeah, I do feel like I could probably uh, take enjoyment in uh, in doing that for a living. It's like, you know, it, it was a side hustle that's morphing into my main hustle, and... and um, uh, it, you know, it's sort of unexpected. I don't, I don't, um, I don't come from people like that. And, and so to, to be involved in it's been, been good. And, and, um, I have been very lucky in that, um, I've been able to help out some friends. You know, this is, this job doesn't lend itself to saving money. You think singers are paid very well and oftentimes they are, uh, but there's a tremendous expense involved in doing this, a tremendous expense, you know, planes and, apartments and you know the, the, there's constant um, new things that need to be paid for uh, involved directly involved in this in this business in this life and I feel worse for the girls you know especially the women at the top it's so expensive there's all these dress expenses and and I don't get into to uh, PR but the people that are into PR can spend ungodly amounts of money on this I mean atrocious amounts of money you'd be shocked You'd be shocked what people pay in PR, 3000 a month, 4000 5000 a month. For real, 5000 a month. I mean, what a joke. <laughs> You'd have a lot more to show if you put that in the bank. <laughs> 5000 a month for somebody to handle your, your uh, Instagram account and your website. You know, like, what? <laughs> For five thousand a month, I better be on sixty minutes and the cover of the New York Times twice a week. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> um, uh, there's money to be made in this business, but I'm not sure it's it's um, uh, it's going to happen on its own. Uh, we got to save. We got to save and invest. And and um, there's there's a simple way to do it. Uh, it's not it's not as intimidating as it looks. And I just sort of had to jump in and make some terrible <laughs> terrible mistakes. Because 15 years ago, losing five grand was like, might as well have said 50, you know, it was just like, what? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I need to start a course. I need to start a course in, in, um, in singer money. Um, uh, the, the people I, 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 maybe I've talked to a dozen people, uh, on, on what I'm doing. I think somebody gets whiff of what I'm doing and, and, or they'll say, Hey, how do you have that? How do you have that house? You know? You know, a tenor will ask me, you know, man, look at you. How are you doing that? You got a family, you got a house, you got a kid in private school. How are you doing that? And, uh, you know, I just explain it to him. It's not, it's not uh, magic by any stretch. It's, it's just, um, I read a couple books and then, uh, I let some time go by. I put some money in and I just let some time go by. And the market is red hot right now, just ridiculous. It, it's um, it troubles me to not be looking at it all day, uh, because things are just out of control. It's so funny, like poor poor uh, Joe Biden is getting so much shit as being this ineffective guy. But if you 
if you're a money person, uh, the markets are insane. Uh, no president has had bigger returns than the Dow Jones. In the history of the Dow Jones, no president has brought a higher percentage return to your average investment than Joe Biden. Let that sink in. The Democrat. That's right. Uh, uh, Trump, Trump made a lot of money for people, but it, 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 it pales by comparison to the surge in the markets in the last year. It's stunning. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's time to be in. Uh, if your money's not working for you, we, we should have a talk. Let's have a talk. <laughs> like I'm some genius, but, uh, I have figured this out and I have figured this out to the point where, um, uh, uh, singing is, it's not my side hustle, but, uh, I have two main hustles now and, and, um, uh, th- there's, that should help me sleep at night, but, if, <laughs> but of course it didn't. <laughs> Oh man! Last night at the theater, we had um, it, it certainly felt like a dress rehearsal. I guess it was a dress. It literally was a dress rehearsal, but not the final dress rehearsal. We're going to do it all again tonight. Uh, but you know, yesterday was like the just the the absolute uh, definition of backstage chaos. Uh, we all had our costumes, you know, and this and this uh, production is was was designed by a very famous. Uh, and and um, very talented uh, designer, and it's all like high end, high couture, high fashion. You know, the women are wearing these incredible dresses, and it's all very um, extravagant and 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 gorgeous. And the men are wearing some very um, Indian influenced colors and and uh, patterns and things. And and uh, I think we just look fantastic. But you know, these are all the first time we've ever tried them on since our one fitting and uh you know they're just like it looks it feels like a what i imagine a a runway show might look like backstage just like people getting pinned into things and a lot of draping and a lot of setting and and uh uh, quick changes and and um it's uh the usual chaos backstage really you know and there's you know it's a gala and so there's a lot of the thing you know the 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 people being called to stage is every three, four minutes. There's another batch of people getting called to the stage, and and um, oh, I loved it. I love it. I love that backstage chaos. There's there's something so energizing about it to me, where where we're just like flying by the seat of our pants, just trying to get out there. There's no audience, but but we're still just trying to make it all happen. Uh, I've said this a million times. There's way more drama backstage than there ever is on stage. Way more. That's the real show. That's the reality show. I think that would be an incredible reality show. You you could never get past our 48 unions to get a camera back there. But the true uh, drama <laughs> is always backstage. And, and often um, uh, when you're dealing with performers, people, <laughs> people have to be careful in in uh, sort of treating you with kid gloves because you're about to go out and sing and so you there's a great effort to not upset singers <laughs> but singers are, are can be upset very easily <laughs> and so uh there's just this element of like passive aggressive talking uh that's that's often occurring and I tune into it, and I'm just like, uh, often I'm riveted. You know, I can't even believe somebody just said, what to who? What? How? You did not say that to her. No, not now, you know. 
Oh man. I really, I love this company. They, they, it runs so well. They've thought of a, a lot of it and, and, um, uh, it's a, it's a pleasure. I love living close to this place. I hope to work here a lot. Uh, it's a, it's a warm, welcoming company and they are doing a fantastic job. And this Kennedy Center, which I had never been in before, is stunning. It's a beautiful facility, you know, for a, for a government building, which it effectively is, uh, they really made it beautiful and, um, uh, if you've ever seen the Kennedy Center on TV, the Kennedy Center Honors or, or award shows or whatever they're, whatever they're, you know, it's been on TV, you know, sort of yearly for a long, long time. Um, it's not nearly as big as you think it is. Boy, those camera angles really, really futz with things. Um, I am actually going to officially, although it's not released, I'm going to release it. Um, uh, I, I'm going to be performing, uh, on the Kennedy Center Awards this year, um, the honorees are not a not a um, not a secret. It's going to be um, uh, Joni Mitchell and Barry Gordy of Motown Records, and Bette Midler, and um, Lauren Michaels of Saturday Night Live, and Justino Diaz, bass baritone. Um, you know, Justino had a tremendous career, and I was I was very aware of him. He was on many of the great recordings. One of my first recordings, a Lucia recording, he was on. Um, uh, like a real bass baritone and, and, you know, just like me, just like a real bass baritone, you know, a, a bass with a, with a, with a high, t- high extension on top. And, um, look, I live nearby. I'm an American bass baritone. And so it was, it was not, um, not too shocking that I got the, got the call on this. And so this is, uh, this is very exciting for me. I watched the, I watched the Kennedy Center Awards for years on TV as a kid. You know, you just saw it and you'd see the president up in the box and, and they put on this really special show, and um, and the opera company produces it. You know, it's the it's the opera house's crew, and makeup and music and all that. And so, um, um, yeah, so I'm going to get to be a part of that this year, which is exciting. It's um, you know, TV is a funny thing now. Nobody, when you say a network, you know, ABC or NBC or CBS, it doesn't that it doesn't really hold anything anymore. We say Netflix and Hulu and you know. Apple TV, like we say those things now, but, um, but this will be on CBS, uh, you know, around the new year. Um, and for the older people in my family, that's very exciting. <laughs> they go, Oh, CBS, you know, like national television. I said, well, all television is, is global now, you know, Netflix has, has opened the world. There's no more like national TV or local TV. It's all just everywhere all the time. Just like this podcast, you know, uh, 30 years ago, uh, a radio personality would have killed to have what I have in my house, which is which is a, a microphone and the ability to put my show out to the world. And to be able to say that my show is in 50 countries uh, is something that a, a radio personality of 30 or 20 or even 10 years ago, it would have been almost unbelievable. You know, like, you're kidding me. You can reach that kind of people with, with your computer and... and that's really the state of it, and television's no different. It's the same thing. Uh, it's everything, everywhere, all the time. And <laughs> and you think that would mean humongous audience, but, you know, uh, people have options. There's so many options now. You know, the time where network television could, could garner 30 million viewers a night for, the, for an episode of uh, Friends is over. That is over. Um, and so when people have options, they flip around. And so when you pick this podcast, it makes me feel extra special. 
so we'll be talking about that. We'll be getting into all that. The, we're going to, I think it's about a month from now that we're going to do uh, the award ceremony. And then I think they show it a month later around, like I said, around the, the new year. Uh, but it's exciting for me and, and, and exciting for me to perform for Justino because I was a fan, am a fan. And uh, he had an incredible, incredible career. He was the first opera voice ever heard in the Kennedy Center, literally. Uh, humongous career, 400 performances at the Met, international. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a name that's not immediately familiar um, with, with the current generation of, of opera singer, but it really, really should be because it was at that level. Uh, and, and so it's not a surprise that he's getting this award and I'm just, you know, beside myself that I'm the one who gets to honor him with a, with a couple of pieces. And, uh, somebody came to me yesterday who's producing the show and said, uh, Hey, what do you feel about making your entrance on a horse? <laughs> You know, while I really appreciate that entrance, because that's a hell of an entrance, um, the idea of dismounting a horse on stage, on television, in front of the President of the United States, and and probably uh, a whole slew of celebrities, like, <laughs> I don't want to split my pants fall on my ass and get YouTube famous for the, for the wrong reasons <laughs> or make the news. Like they, they don't, they don't actually televise it, but it makes the news opera singer hurt in horse accident <laughs> during the Kennedy center awards. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I was, I was trying to shy away from it in the moment, but, uh, who knows? Like <laughs> the chances of actually, getting a horse on this show you just go all right maybe maybe we're thinking too big i'm just not 25 that's all i'm not 25 i'm i'm uh, uh i'm 43 and 250 pounds and six foot five and and uh you know like <laughs> it, i'm never gonna look cool getting off this horse you know there's, there's not gonna be a quick way to do it to where i look uh, athletic and cool it's just gonna be <laughs> terrified singer slowly slides off the side of a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh god excuse me uh yeah so uh let's hope the horse thing doesn't happen but i'll keep you posted that's what's going on uh we have a um uh final dress tonight tomorrow off saturday we're gonna open this show and uh excited to do it real excited uh, I've, I've really enjoyed um now that we've moved into the Kennedy Center, it's like, right, right, we are we are well into this again. We're doing these shows. Here it is. Here it is. And, and that feels awesome. I love you for listening. Sorry for my delay this morning. Everybody, have a great weekend. And, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Monday. Okay, thanks. Bye. It's looking like the limb tore.
Can any 